you for listening to this message from the North Gate. Because what needs to happen, Bryn comes in in Acts 16, and in Acts 16, he tells us that literally prayer and praise, first of all, Paul and Silas were placed. What you have to start figuring out is wherever you're going and whatever you're doing, are you placed by God? I would say to every single one of us in this room, no matter what you feel, you're going to have to get the revelation you've been placed here. You've been placed in Northern Ohio for a reason in a time such as this. So Paul and Silas are placed in jail. They've been placed there by authority. As they're placed there, they're not doom and gloom. They don't complain. They're not woe is me. They take the moment of where they have been placed and they start celebrating. What would it look like if we all start celebrating where the Lord has placed us? What would that degree? And that's why Dexter got into that flow tonight about joy. Him and Talani got into that flow about joy. And that was an invitation of what does it look like with all of us in joy? This is what I feel. I feel in my bones when Apostle Damon says that the glory of God is man fully alive. The glory of God is you being a luminescent light of Jesus Christ. Okay, his Shekinah glory is not being dimmed, it's ours. So when we say that what's the answer for darkness, it's you being a radiant light. Jesus isn't going to shine any more than he's shining now. It's not like God hurry up and shine more in America. No, he's saying all of creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. If that is waiting for, he's waiting for you to shine. He's waiting for you to be passionate. He's waiting for you to be authentically you. He's waiting for what Dexter said. He's waiting for the real you to show up. Okay, why do you, man, it was prophetic, man, that our generation grew up listening to Eminem say, I'm the real Slim Shady. And you were saying that. And I want all the real Slim Shadies, please stand up. Please Listen, that's prophetic. You didn't realize what you were singing over yourself. You were singing over yourself to get on your feet, begin to enjoy life. I don't even know. Listen, the rap game back in the day, Eminem come out of nowhere and had his own beats. He wasn't Cube. He wasn't Pac. Are y'all tracking with me or y'all too white? I'm from Manaway and knew what some rap was. He wasn't Diddy or Puffy or Sean. That's all the same guy for all you people that don't know your rap game. Okay. He wasn't Jay-Z. He come out with his own thing. And his announcement was, won't all the real Slim Shadies please sit up? All you others that are imitating. All you others that are trying to look like every other church, everybody that's trying to do something that everybody got a little success on, God's going, I need somebody in authenticity to really stand up and enjoy their marriage, enjoy their children, enjoy their city, enjoy, enjoy what God has placed in front of you. Why? Because this is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in this day right here. I'm going to figure out Because if you're not figuring out how to make it joyful, you will easily figure out how to complain about it. There's a thousand things we can complain about Ohio. It snowed last week. Even me who lives here, I don't want snow in April any close to May whatsoever. Not when you tempt me with 80 degrees. But God's going, listen, when I throw you a snowy day, I need you to make joy into it. And when I show you a sunny day, I need you to make joy into it. And when I throw you a thunderstorm, I need you to show joy into it. Because I finally need some sons and daughters in the earth that when the jails get shook, you don't freak out. 
We got to quit freaking out. Because listen, God will not put any kind of temptation on you that you can't bear. We so easily forget scripture text. We so easily forget that we are called to be cultivating a culture within our city. We are called in our authenticity and the realness of who we are and beloved identity in Jesus Christ. We are supposed to be cultivating something and we are here. And I'm going to show you how we are because of the journey of what Brent sent us on. Did you guys know that the jailer from Acts 16 becomes the apostolic authority of the church of Philippi? So he goes from being a man of the system that I preached on last week that I probably offended some people and I don't care. Because the system's got to break. Western Christianity has to crumble. Well, brother, that's not nice. No, we need real Christianity to stand up. We need luminescent light to stand up. We need prayer in the school to stand up. We need prophecy in the schools to stand up. In your job place, we need you to be full of joy and life. What's wrong with you at work, man? What's, what's going on with you at work? Man, I started going to this church, man, and I found God. Well, brother, I go to church and... Do you see how this conversation begins to start? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Brother, I go to church and don't have what you have. I don't need church. I need Jesus. I don't, that's why we don't do church membership here. Number one, you can't find it in the Bible. You can't find it in the Bible whatsoever, so we're a family, so we don't do church membership. So when you get mad, you can turn your membership in and go find membership somewhere else. This isn't a country club, because it's in a country club, when something goes the way you don't like, you have a voice in saying that you don't like it and making all the other country club members disgruntled so they'll change something, and we might need some truth to fix something rather than what you don't like so you can feel comfortable. We need some good gospel preaching again of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it's a transforming gospel. It's a changing gospel. It's a gospel of hope, joy, peace, love, gentleness, self-control. It's not the gospel of doom and gloom and give it to me my way. It's not Burger King. You don't get to order this thing up however you want it to. And that's what we've done because that's how we produce numbers. I don't want to produce numbers in a building. I want to produce numbering, weight, glory outside the four walls, at your job, at your school, at the gas station, at Walmart. You are the sons and daughters that Joel prophesied about that you should be prophesying, seeing visions, and seeing dreams. Not just figuring out how to try to make it through till Jesus comes back, because he's not coming back anytime soon, sorry. That messes with people. Well, brother, what if he comes back? I'm ready. But it's time I quit putting all my focus of trying to get out of here. Because have you ever booked a flight and it gets delayed, 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 delayed? That's rapture theology. It's delayed plane. It's a delayed plane and people are frustrated because they didn't get their flight out of here because they thought they were going to the paradise on the sweet by and by. No, heaven is actually your house glorified. Oh, did I? You don't get a mansion on the hill? No. It's the earth reformed. Well, brother, they told me I was getting a mansion. You're not. What really happens is you have complete access now between the dimensions yep. Yep. that you actually already have access to. Oh, did I say it again? Oh, God. <laughs> See how religion blinds you to think that you can't have heaven on earth? 
when the veil rent inside of the temple, when Jesus died on the cross, that was access to the presence of what the priest could only get into one time a year. You had access to every single day of your life. And if Lucifer himself, who has fallen from heaven, can go to the throne of God and ask God about Peter and ask God about Moses, then you can go to the throne of God like a Zadok priest and ask God for about anybody in your life. Oh, you're a Zadok. You're not a Levite. You're a Zadok. You can go to the throne of God. Lucifer is going to burn in hell for eternity, and he has access. Why? Because he's a spiritual being. Cats out of the bag, religion. So are we. So are we. I'm done being lied to that I can't be mystical and I can't be in the mystery of God and I can't do the things that Jesus did. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Satan is going to be bound in hell for all of eternity and if he can go to the throne of God, so can you. You just don't believe it. So we'll get duped into the only spiritual thing we can do is talk to demons. Why don't you talk to an angel? We're being duped into a war that we don't have to fight in because the battle is not mine. It belongs to the Lord. A thousand shall fall at his side and 10,000 in his right hand, but it will not come nigh my dwelling. No weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. The battle is not mine. It belongs to the Lord. So why are you picking up a sword when you might be able to go like a prophet and pick up a coal from the altar of heaven and touch somebody's lips? It's in your Bible. Somehow religion told you you can't do all this cool stuff. Because you're just supposed to be jailers the rest of your life. And figure out who's good and who, you're the warden. Who's good, who's bad. Who's good, who's bad. Who's good, who's bad. Who, I, we're just all a bunch of jail wardens in the kingdom of God. We're in the warfare, the battle of the Lord. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. No, I'm a son. Yes. I'm a son. I actually like that song. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'll get, I'll get Dexter up here right now and Armin and RJ. And we'll, I actually like that song. But just because I like that song doesn't need to, I need to be a warrior. And listen, you fight a little bit different when it's about family. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You fight a little bit different when it's about family. You look at the situation a little bit different when it's about family. This is why we got to get into sonship. This is why we got to get into the place of unification because if all we do is enlist for the army, we're just a number. And God doesn't want anybody in this room to just be a number. So what we were being taught is that, listen, you're praising your worship like tonight. There was people that were touched in the room. There were jail cells that broke in the room, but there were also jail cells that broke open on the live stream. And there were jail cells that are being broke open in the neighborhood over here, and we just didn't know it. God is moving and we don't have to be a part of it. Listen to what I'm saying. God is moving. We just have to be what? Directors of the wind. We have to be directors of the dimensions. That's why they had a song list when they got here. But by the time the Holy Ghost showed up, we did not go prepare ye for the kingdom. We were like, whoo, sound the alarm. Why were we starting to sound the alarm? Because we're starting to realize the earth is quaking. We're starting to realize that Brim didn't come preach us a pretty word. The earth is quaking and jail cells are about to open. The proof of that is we started to worship, release our sound, and we started to pray and praise. That's how we started at 5.30 in prayer. Then when we get about 6.30, cell prisons start busting open in the room. 
Things that are being held up. Your hope shouldn't be held up anymore. Your peace shouldn't be held up anymore. Your joy shouldn't be held up anymore. Your love shouldn't be held up anymore. The things operating in your life shouldn't be complaining, anxiety, depression, fear, and unforgiveness. And that's how the body of Christ is operating because we're allowing wardens to say we're free or not free. And we have to be the people of culture that start believing that jail cells can start shaking and opening and loosening. But what we have to realize is all of this was a setup. Say a setup. Set Let's read a story. Go with me to Acts 16, but not in 27 at first. We're going in verse 9. How many of you knew you were having been dreams and visions here lately? Raise your hands. I've been dreaming like a wild man. Who's been dreaming and having your... And listen, dreaming at night, raise your hand. Watch. Daydream and raise your hand. That's visions. Hey, daydreamers, when you walk past the cripple in Walmart and something goes, I can heal them. People just don't walk around thinking like that. Hello. That's God going, hey, hey. You walk past somebody broken and hopeless and all of a sudden your insides start beating going, I can help that. That's God going, yep, the Jesus in you can help them. The Jesus in you. And listen, you're connecting with people that I'm not connecting with, and I'm connecting with people that you're not connecting with, and I'm telling you it's time outside the four walls. We're being instructed in here. Why? So we can grow the North Gate? No. You guys are enough. I don't know if I can handle anymore. I'm just telling you. I'm just, we're getting there. We'll get there. Listen, we'll get there. But right now, I kind of like our little crew. All right, I, I, I like you guys. Okay, can we just, can, we're this, this place in our relationship. I kind of love you. Kind of in love with you a little bit, John Bollinger. There's a man love going on that's pure. Okay. Dale, I love you. I love you, man. Trenton's watching at home. I love you, man. Trenton, I love you. For the many who don't know what that is, that's Wayne's world. Just give him a hug. Shut him up. Just hug So look, we are supposed to be the light in the darkness. Quit praying for more Jesus into our city and say, Jesus in you, come alive in me. Jesus in me, come alive. Jesus, hope of glory, come alive in me. At my job, in my family, what I'm doing, be slow to speak, quick to listen, Allow the Jesus to start moving on the inside of you. He's knocking on your heart's door. To what? Get you saved? No, that's self-condemnation. You're already saved. You don't have to say the sinner's prayer 800 times. That's not in the Bible. God, forgive me of my sins. He's like, dude, your sins are forgiven on the cross. Come here. Come here. I don't think that's biblical. Prodigal son coming home. Father, I shut up. But I waste it, shut up. I'll be like a servant, shut up. You are my son, be quiet. Shh, shh, shh. You are my son, come here. Proximity is what you need, not a sinner's prayer. And so we won't get in proximity with the God because we like believe we're too ugly, too nasty. And he's going, shh, come here, son. Shh, come here, daughter. Shh, come here, come here. Just come here. Hey, get a robe, get a ring, get a fatted calf. My son is home. Come on. Yes. 
And guess what you get to do? Be fully alive. You get to be fully alive. That's why Jesus told that story. Because from the sheep to the coin to the son, none of it lost its value. None of it. Not one ounce of value was lost. So no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, this is not permission to keep acting foolish. You just don't know who you are yet in the love of God. And so there's a jailer operating in a position that he doesn't know who he is yet. But Paul had a dream. Say a dream. You are dreaming and having visions in this house because God's trying to show you your future. You're daydreaming and you're night dreaming of what's coming. If you sit and ponder about cancer wards being emptied out, about crippled children being healed, about people coming off of drugs, if you dream about that stuff, it's in your future. He doesn't put those thoughts inside of you if he's not going to allow them to manifest. And so watch how this man goes from another man's dream to an appointment appointment of an encounter to the place of encounter that two men that encounter each other cultivate an entire city. And watch how it mirrors Acts 2, because everybody says Acts 2 is the only permission for church culture, correct? No, if you read Philippi from 1 to 4, it's there. You just want to take context of, you just want to take one scripture text from a whole letter and preach what sounds good to people. I've done it. I've done it, but I also had a father that told me to read three verses above and three below, which helps give you the real context of what you're preaching. So watch why your dreams are important. Let's see this again, because you're making an announcement right now. I don't talk about the devil a lot because he's a punk, he's a chump, he's under my feet, but he needs to know this. How many people are having daydreams, thoughts, and night dreams about the world changing? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Ooh, revival's here. Raise your hand. Don't sit there and just nod at me. If you're nodding at me, that means you've got dreams, visions. This is where, this is where, this is where you start going, that's me. That's the real you. You don't sit and think about missions fields. You don't sit and think about people getting help. You don't think about that during the day? Or no, some of you are going like this because you're going, I'm not good enough. I'm not living it right now. Yeah, right now, but it's coming. You know why? Because reckless love's chasing after you. Watch, let's do this again. How many people are dreaming, daydreaming, thinking all about, come on, let's just, just smack the devil right in the face. Who is it? Who is it? Come on. It's, it, you want me to let you on a secret? It's actually everybody in the room. This is where your religion goes. It ain't me. It ain't me. It ain't me. God's like, I'll take the foolish things to shame the wise. It's you. You just don't know who you are yet. You just don't know who you are yet. And I'm going to set you up. I'm going to set you up, Jonah. I'm going to set you up. I'm going to set you up, Joshua. I'm going to set you up, Daniel. I'm going to set you up, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I'm going to set you up. I'm going to set you up. Even when you don't think you're worthy, Moses, and you think you're a stutterer, I'm going to set you up. I'm going to set you up. David, the adulterer, I'm going to set you up. Peter, the man that can't control his temper, I'm going to set you up. Why? Because I'm God, not everybody else. I'm going to set you up. I'm going to set you up. I don't care about your failure. I dealt with it on the cross. My blood is bigger than your problem. I'm going to set you up. My blood is bigger than your problem. I'm going to set you up. My blood is bigger than your problem. I'm going to set you up. Because what is he doing? He's setting himself up. He's setting himself up to show the love that's inside of you to change the world. I'm going to get into this dream here in a second. Because I got to get you dreaming in this place. Acts 16, verse 9. While staying there, Paul experienced. So Paul was in the providence 
of Tarosa. While staying there, Paul experienced a supernatural ecstatic vision. During the night, a man from Macedonia appeared before him, pleading with him, you must come across the sea to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had the vision, we immediately prepared to cross over to Macedonia, convinced that God himself was calling us to go. God wasn't calling you. A man was calling you. Oh. A man that was crying out, I've been in this jail long enough. I've been in this swamp dump long enough. And this is not where I want to raise my kids. And this is not where I want to raise my family. And this is what I don't see myself doing the rest of my life. So I need God to send a prophet to me to speak into my world. And so you that are saying, I'm called to the ministry, he might make you take the low road to get to the high road so you can go talk to one man in Macedonia and you may not have a conversation with him. You just may have to worship in front of him. Too many of us are wanting to preach, get a microphone, do all this kind of stuff. And God's going, listen, every gangbanger in Cleveland got moved today because Brandon threw his arms up. And every drug addict got free because Justin threw his arms up. And every woman that was depressed threw her arms up. So the earth started shaking. Because we are the redeemed and we're saying he's good, he's good, he's good, he's good. That's why I'll never have quiet church. Because we're shifting atmospheres. It's not about how many I can get in a building. And you're going to see this. The man has a dream. In the dream, there's a man crying out going, God, I want you. But God's not coming. Paul is. Isn't that what the scripture text just said? This so backs my whole thing. When I want more of you, God. Okay, I'll send you Mary Ellen. For, for, all, the, for all the lawless people that say it's not about a man. The man said, I'm crying out for God. So God said, Paul, you go. God needs you to dream. 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 dream. We perverted the dream. We preached dreaming and destiny and perverted it. No, God needs you to dream. And that means you may be going and getting whipped on because what did Paul say? I don't know what man this is. I just know a man's calling me and I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing until God runs me into this man. I just know the man's in Macedonia, so I'm going to go. Don't, oh, this thing ain't about streets, bro. It's about Macedonia. Don't tell me it's not about cities. Don't tell me it's not about cities. The man said, I need you, God, and I'm in Macedonia. So Paul said, I'll go because I had the dream. He goes, and what does he do? He did what he always did, preach the gospel in the streets. Some of you are waiting for the assignment of the dream to happen, and while the dream hasn't happened yet, I need you to just be the gospel being preached wherever you're supposed to be. And it was not in a church. It was in the streets, in the marketplace, in the business place, because you want to know why? Paul didn't run into the warden yet. He ran into a businesswoman named Lydia. Can I read on a little bit? Watch. After Paul had the vision, we immediately prepared to cross over to Macedonia, convinced that God himself was calling us to go preach the wonderful good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. From Taurus, we sailed a straight course to the island. I can't even say it. I'm going to say Samoa because that's what it looks like. looks like the Samoans. He went to the Samoa Islands. Okay, you want me to be a theologian? Then I wouldn't preach to you the way I preach to you. Quit judging me. I'm not a theologian. I'm Jimmy Lovejoy, and I'm having fun. So laugh me when I don't know how to say words. Don't laugh at me. Laugh with me. 
Don't you laugh at me. I'll punch you right in the mouth. Watch. Finally, they reached Philippi. I can say Philippi. You can laugh there. Okay, some of y'all ain't that smart either. All right. Educated smart. You're street smart, but you ain't. Laugh with me, not at me. Got me? All right. He reached Philippi, a major city in a Roman colony of Macedonia. And we remained there for a number of days. When the Sabbath day came, watch this. When he went to the assignment of the city, he didn't get impatient. When God didn't answer his dream, he didn't get impatient. When God didn't answer his dream, he didn't get impatient. When God didn't answer his dream, he did not get impatient. Why? Because this is the day the Lord has made. The Lord gave me a dream to go to Macedonia. And if I'm just going to enjoy Macedonia for three days, then I'm going to enjoy Macedonia for three days. Don't get impatient when the dream hasn't been answered yet. Oh, I'm preaching. I'm preaching. I'm preaching to say impatient people in here. Come on, listen to me. Listen to me. We reached Philippi, a major city of the Roman colony of Macedonia. We remained there for a number of days. When the Sabbath day came, we went outside the gates of the city. We went outside the gate. You want your dreams to come true? Quit thinking about inside the gate and let's get outside the gate. You better get ready. I'm telling you, May 14th, our next Ohio family gathering will not be in this building. It'll be at the courthouse steps. The Lord took me all the way back to when you and Marky and me prayed. We're going right back there and we're going to worship in Ravenna. And we're going to start believing the county seat of this region is about to shift. And we're going to worship and we're going to pray and we're going to walk around the county seat of Ravenna and we're going to pack lunches and we're going to have a good time and we're just going to fellowship and people are going, what are they doing? What are they doing? Waiting on the dream outside the gate of the city. Waiting on the dream. What's the dream? Buying this building, watching revival hit this region. We're going to go outside of the gate and wait till the dream happens because I got some people in here dreaming and we can't stay in the gate while you're dreaming. Woo! Scripture's coming alive. Scripture's coming alive. When the Sabbath day came, we went outside of the gates of the city to the nearby river. For there appeared to be a house of prayer and worship. Outside of the gate, we're supposed to do what? Prayer and worship. Outside of the gate, they did what? Prayer and worship. Get out of the gate. Get outside of the four walls. Go into the city and find where the river of the Holy Ghost is and worship there. Welcome to Ravenna Courthouse. Come on, man. Don't you believe your Bible? Man falls on the grave of the bones of Elisha and gets... Dead man falls into the grave of the bone. You can go and set an atmosphere that the next crack addict that's going back for his 10th time to court steps where you were praying. And all of a sudden, metanoia hits his mind and goes, I'm loved by God. I don't know why I'm thinking at the courthouse Well, I'm about to go to jail that I'm loved by God. I know why, because Adam Kales was standing at the top of the steps and he was praying for you. And Jimmy Cookton was praying for you. And Justin was praying for you. And we left a residue of the river of the Holy Ghost. You got to start believing in the mystical river of God. And that's not you running around like a hippie in a tie-dyed shirt waving a flag. That's not the mystic river. It's you believing for impossible things to become possible because our God is a God of mystery. And man, if you want to wave flags and wear a tie-dyed shirt, more to you. Be authentic. I'm not doing that. My mystic side is me praying in the Holy Ghost on the steps 
where a man was beating his wife, where a little girl just got abused, where men were selling drugs. And me believing with every fiber that's within me, we create a supernatural river that they have to start walking through. Or we can just stay in here and just keep laying hands on each other. I like that too. I like that too. I like that too. This doesn't mean we're going to be about the justice movement and put life on our mouth and stand out at the abortion clinic. If that's where the river is, then we'll be there. But I'm telling you right now, the Lord already showed me, we're going to go into downtown Cleveland in the middle sector there of the city. And we're going to worship there and pray. You know why? Because I had dreams of spiritual sons laying on top of broken men that have lived in the inner city their whole life. It's time for us to be apostolic. It's time for us in these seats to be apostolic. It's time for you to dream. It's time for us to be apostolic. It's time for us to be the apostolic sent church. You're going to have to bear with me tonight. This is the teaching that we need, and you're going to have to go back and listen to. I'm stirring you right now, but there's going to hit a moment where we're going to do a lot of reading. But I've got to get you to understand this. When the dream's not there, I need you to be patient. When the dream's not there, I need you to pray. When the dream's not there, I need you, because why? You're one day closer. You're one day closer. You're one day closer. You're one day closer. Every day you wake up, you're closer to that dream being birthed. How do I know that? Because Mel has had that baby in her for nine months. And every day she woke up, she wasn't further from the dream. She was closer to the dream. And listen, no matter how many mistakes she thinks she's made as a wife or a mother, it did not stop the birthing of what is coming. What God has put inside of you and will not stop on your behavioral issue. Did any of your behavioral issues stop this baby from coming? Then it's not going to stop the revival that's in you. I'm learning this as much as anybody else, guys. I struggle with this and I struggle with the thought pattern. Why? Because I've been religious my whole life. But here's what I know. No matter what I do, he still loves me. No matter what I do, dreams are still coming. No matter what I do, I'm still called to this region. No matter what I do, prophets look me in the eyes and tell me that something's coming. No matter what we do, it's not stopping it. So I might as well yield to it and be the real me. I might as well yield to it. Be madly in love with my wife. Be madly in love with my kids. Be madly in love with all of you. And let's just get ready for it. We've been carrying this baby for... Since 2016 is when we got impregnated. That's when we got impregnated for this revival of this this city. This city, when an oracle came and looked you in the eyes and said, I'm sending you to the home of the rockets. And he looked at many of you and he said, your family will get swept into this and you will father African-American sons in this. And you will be a light to show African-American sons what it looks like to be submitted to a white father and how we can blur those color lines and show them one color line and it's blood red of Jesus. Everybody in here's got words. Everybody in here's got dreams and they're not going away. They're not going away. They're not going away on your behavioral issues. God does not look at your scorecard. He looks at his son's blood. God does not look at your scorecard. He looks at his son's hands. He looks at his feet. He looks at his side. He looks at the crown of thorns. He looks at what? He's resurrected. It's not going away. It's not going away. And if we cause the big church split, it's not going away. 
Listen, if you get mad and get offended and leave my brother, I'm out of here, it's not going away. It's not going away and until you get the unforgiveness out of your heart. You're going to actually get more mad when it shows up here. Because you're actually religious. I can't believe that the revival showed up on Jimmy Love Joe. You know what he did to me. God's like, I don't care what he did to you. Because the revival is not for you. It's for everyone. My outpouring of the spirit is not for you. It's for everyone. And we make it selfish all the time. I can't believe God would use that man. God's like, oh, yeah, I, I created him. I can believe I'm using him. You can't see him. That's your problem. Come on, man. Somebody get stirred. I'm telling you, I feel revival in my bones. So you get outside of the gates. You go into a place of prayer and worship, sitting on the riverbanks, struck up a conversation with some of the women who had gathered there. One of them was Lydia, a businesswoman. So revival hits a businesswoman. Revival hits not a Pharisee, not a Sadducee, not a bishop, not an apostle, a businesswoman. Don't tell me this thing is not supposed to affect the marketplace. Because Paul has a dream to affect a man, but then God sends him a businesswoman named Lydia. Don't get aggravated of the people that you interact with throughout the journey because you're looking for a man and God sends you a woman. God sends you for a man to minister to and then all of a sudden a businesswoman who will finance everything you're about to do will stand in front of you. Quit getting impatient with the dream. You're looking to prophesy to a man and God's looking for a woman to sit by you on a riverbank and say, I'll fund everything you want to do. You better quit, get out of Romans 8. Let your lives get interwoven together so you can hold something. Brother, you ain't doing it for me right now. She's like, I may not be doing it for you right now, sir, and I may not be a part of your dream, but I am. Just because they weren't in the dream doesn't mean they're a part of the journey. Just because they weren't in the dream doesn't mean they're not a part of the journey or the storyline. Quit throwing people off to the side because they don't make sense in your dream right now. It's not your dream. That's what keeps messing it up. It's his. It's his and you get to be a part of it. You keep making it yours and it's actually his. This, what, you know what this does? This totally lets you be like, hey man, wow, I don't have to put so much pressure on you. And I don't have to put so much pressure on myself of who I'm supposed to be connected to. You know who you're supposed to be connected to? Who you're sitting with right now. You're in a city called Macedonia, I mean Streetsboro. You're sitting around a bunch of dreamers, and all of you just became Lydia in somebody's story. All of you just became Lydia in somebody's story. If you want to be, it depends on how much you want to lock your resources up. Oh, it got quiet. That should have been, man, that's me, I'm going to pay for it all. No, you're self-employed. You're not a kingdom builder. Your money's your money. Man, dude, my God, I didn't think this would go over that hard. Jesus, you're going to meet people in the dream. Start discerning who they're supposed to be. Start discerning who they're supposed to be. So one of them was Lydia, a businesswoman woman from the city of Ty. Say it with me. Take, uh, Tina couldn't even say it. Caitlin, what is it? I got the English teacher. Yeah, so no, nobody in this room make fun of me when I can't say a word. The city of Tyson, Mike Tyson. 
In the city of Tyson, where they were fighters and they were bad to the bone, there was a drug dealer. No, there was a dealer, okay? Some of y'all were just reliving your past right there. (laughs) There was a dealer of not good weed. It was of the color purple, okay? Not cocaine, not meth, all right? (laughs) This woman, watch this. Do you know how much she would have been a billionaire in our day Because she was one of the major resources of the color purple. Who wears purple? Royalty. So when this woman was a fashion designer in that city, she just wasn't any fashion designer. She was the one that put, because you said, you can't be just somebody in the streets of Macedonia or in Rome at this time because it's a colony of Rome. You can't be in Rome and just wearing purple. You start quoting purple around You're saying, I'm connected to the palace. So she was a dealer in kingdom ways. And so in this, she starts beginning to talk to Paul. While Paul shared the good news with her, God opened her heart. Some of you are missing your biggest resources right next to you because you're not willing to carry a conversation of good news. We want to critique, criticize, and complain rather than share good news. A little big kickback again. God, I just pray for their offense right now. Do you see how the conversation switches here? He shared good news with her. God opened her heart to receive Paul's message. She starts now believing in Paul's dream. Because you know what he told her? Man, you know why? I know what he told her. They don't script it, but they should have. I guarantee he was like, man, I came all the way over here to Macedonia because God gave me a dream about one man. And she's going, you know, I have connections in the royalty realm and I can guarantee you, I can help you begin to find this man. But guess how she helped him? She actually gets saved, gets wrecked by God and she becomes one of those revival junkies that when they want to preach in the streets, she wants to be there too. So she became of a crowd that became a nuisance. We're trying to gather crowds to impress. They were gathering a crowd that shook the city out of their complacency and shook their city out of their hopelessness and shook their city out of their pain and shook their city out of their lies and shook their city. She got so wrecked and says, I have connections and I'm going to be a connection for you because you know what she could recognize? She could always recognize royalty. And if she could recognize the royalty of Rome, then she could recognize the royalty of the kingdom. Because, man, you, could, you can't tell me that a woman that makes this much money and that much livelihood, because it doesn't talk about her husband. So this is a woman of influence with the royal family who can't just hang around with Jesus freaks. But she did because something happened in her heart. Ah, I'm going to have to preach the rest of this later because you're going to have to begin to understand this. Because watch what happens. While Paul shared the good news with her, God opened her heart to receive Paul's message. She devoted herself to the Lord, and we baptized her. Not just her, her entire family. When it's real apostolic encounter, entire families are getting wrecked. So Lydia's whole family got wrecked, and the jailer's whole family got wrecked. Now we understand why it's important to get outside of the gates. Because it's time to go get families. The old evangelistic way was we're going to go get the one. No, we're going to go get many. 
Because getting the one should lead to more. Because when God sees them get saved, he's seen the people that they're going to impact. We bring the one into the 99. We bring the one into the family. We bring the one into the basket that starts holding the glory of God. Who's waiting for you to share good news in your everyday life? Who's waiting and you don't even know it? Who's waiting? It's time to dream. It's time to dream. It's time to dream. It's time to dream. Her entire family got baptized. Afterwards, she urged us to stay in her home. Honor hits immediately. Immediately, she she gets saved and steps into extreme honor. She gets saved. Watch this. Track with me. She gets saved and can't do anything but be generous. She can't contain herself. You don't even, this man was killing people, woman. Y'all know who Paul is. His name was Saul, murdered Christians by the thousands. And you're inviting uh, Marilyn Manson up into your house. Hey, just let Jeffrey Dahmer right up in. He just got saved. The problem is we ain't seen real salvation like that. But we're about to. We're about to. You want to know why? Because you're sitting here. You're sitting here. You're that transformed. You're that transformed. You're that different. You're that transformed. You're that different. You're that transformed. Stop buying the lie that the old you is still alive. He died in a watery grave. Y'all going to make me end up doing a baptism in this room next week on Mother's Day. My God. Have Curtis preach and just start dunking people. Afterwards, she urged him to stay in her home, saying, since I am now a believer in the Lord, come and stay in my house. So we were persuaded to stay there. Now watch this. Now let's go over to 27. Startled by the jailer, awoke and saw every cell. So we're going back to the jailer. Let's 26. Suddenly a great earthquake shook the foundations of the prison. At once, this is Bryn left here. At once, all the prison doors flung open. And the chains of all the prisoners came loose. Startled, the jailer awoke and saw every cell door standing open, assuming that all the prisoners had escaped. No, because there's real government there. There's real order present. We preach that for years. We need Paul and Silas to praise so the jail cells can swing open so you can get free. No, the jail cell can get swung open so you can find order. That's the real message. Now listen, that's the real message. So you can find real authority. And not run off and just, I'm free and go do your own thing. Like, oh my, my cell is free. Who am I and what am I about to do? I need somebody to actually tell me. I need somebody to tell me what direction I need to go from here. Because I know this just ain't a free shot to get out of hell. Oh. Real apostolic government's not just going to tell you you got freed from hell. It's going to give you direction of life. Man, come on, somebody hear me. We've got too much message of you're now not going to hell. Now what? Now what? I repeated the sinner's prayer at heaven's gates and hell's flames, and I saw a bad costume of the devil, and I don't want to go to hell, so I'm free from hell. I gave Jesus my life. Now what? Change the world is what? Insecure leaders won't say that because they want to keep you gated up, actually. 
So what's the first thing that gets dealt with? Watch this. Watch, what's the first thing that gets dealt with when the prison doors swing open? All the bad criminals, all the people that have bad behavior. Oh, watch this. Watch this revelation I got written down in my notes. Did he deal with all of the people of bad? Look at me. Did Paul and the jailer go deal with all the dysfunctional people first? Nope. He dealt with the leader. You know what needed to deal with in the American church? Leaders. And leaders keep opening your cell and closing it. There you go. Nope. There you go. Nope. There you go. Nope. Or like one of my friends that went back to jail. Oh, you're back. You're back. You're back. That's what the system does to you. Go, find a man that's freedom to prison, freedom to prison. That's some of these boys has been locked up in here. Oh, you're back? Because they can't see you any other way than dysfunctional. And the only way we'll change focusing on people's dysfunction is when we have apostles. It's apostles. It was the apostle Paul. We need apostles to start dealing with leaders. We need not church overseers, not bishops and directors of boards. We need true fathers, apostles, fathers to deal with leaders. I don't know why that didn't hit in here. It must have hit for somebody on a live stream. Probably because y'all have me and Apostle D and you like don't get crap. I'm just going to be honest with you. You don't. You guys don't get people that just. We're telling you to go for it. And when you fall down, we're like, get up. Stop. Get up. Stop. Let's go. Because it's time. It's time. It's time. The babies do. It's time. The baby's about to be born. Mel is about to bust loose with Titus. This thing's about to happen. A man came in here 75 years old and said, there is oil on the walls. There's a flame that's about to hit a fire. This thing burns day and night, night and day in here. And we come in and saturate this room with prayer and worship. And it's about to spread. It's about, you know how I know? Because I know what I felt in Toledo. I thought I was in Carolina Revival. I ain't going to kid you. Give an altar call and everybody in the church respond. It was like, oh, whoa, 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 we're on to something. Why? Because we weren't having them respond because of behavioral issues. We didn't say come get out of your jail because you're disgusting. We were a representation of the father standing on the road saying, get the ring, get the robe, get the fatted calf. Toledo's about to get flipped for the glory of God. And God, you put us right in the ghetto. You put us right in the middle of the apartment complexes. You put us right where we were supposed to be. I got goosebumps, man. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to get to all of this, but I'm going to get to some of it. I'm going to get to some of this. Because it's about family. It's about family. Watch. Startled, the jailer awoke and saw every cell door standing open. Assuming that all the prisoners had escaped, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself. How many people really feel in their mind their life means nothing because they've been put in a position to just make money rather than be who they're really supposed to be? We need to go get the swords out of people's hands who think their life has no value whatsoever. I'm I'm fired up. I'm fired up. I'm fired up. What do you need to tell the man that keeps thinking he's disgusting? He has no value, no worth. Paul in his darkness, in darkness, in darkness. He doesn't tell him that he's wrong. He just says, stop. 
Don't hurt yourself. You know what he's saying? You have value. Sometimes you're so broken when a man yells, stop. You think he's about to hurt you, but he's about to take everything from you that you've really been hurting yourself. He's about to take everything from you that you've been hurting yourself with. Oh, we need some men to yell, stop and take the sword away. Oh, thank you, Jesus. What's the sword in American culture today that we're putting on ourselves? Our tongue, our tongue. We are lashing ourselves to death with our own tongues. We are lashing, put, stop, put your sword down. Speak life over yourself. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Yep, and then watch this. When he is told to stop, We are all still here for you. The jailer, not Paul, not the prisoner, the leader called for light. Some of you need to turn the lights on in your own story. Some of you need to turn the lights on. You want me to turn the lights on? You need to turn them on. You want Apostle Damon to turn them on with a sermon? You need to turn them on. You need to go into your house and turn the lights on. You need to go to your job and turn the lights on. You need to start turning the lights on. Turn the light inside of you on. And how do you do that? Joy. 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 Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the journey. And this is so good. The jailer called for light. When he saw that they were still in their cells, he rushed in and fell trembling at their feet. Then he led Paul and Silas outside and asked, What must I do to be saved? Crazy enough, he didn't say, repeat after me. He said this, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Not just you, you and all of your family. Real God encounters should lead to family encounters. Watch, watch. Then here's where culture comes. Then, then they, not Paul, then they. That's why I got so fired up. That's why I just told you, prophesy over everybody in this room. If you speak a warning in that atmosphere we had here earlier, I'll find you. That man got saved, and those people got saved. And they, it says, they prophesied the word of the Lord over him and all of his family. Even though the hour was late, he washed Paul and Silas's wounds. Once again, Lydia gets saved. What does she immediately start operating in? Honor, generosity and honor. The jailer gets saved. What's he, what immediately comes out of him? So the moment you feel your honor retracting, you're actually stepping further away from your dreams. That's why all of your promises are found in the people that are in your life. And even if it's not the man that you're meeting first, and now it's Lydia, you've got to start honoring the people that are coming across your path. Lydia wasn't in the dream, but she was a part of the story. She was a part of the story. And there's a reason they didn't leave her out. They could have left her out, the woman that sold purple guy. Do you know how many people Paul saved? Because there's something important about interacting with other people along the journey. 
Because this thing is not a one-man show. God's doing away with that. God's doing away with that. You'll still encounter the one man, but you'll encounter many on the way. Man, somebody hear me. Somebody hear me. Even though the hour was late, which means now they were what? It became to a place where it's, what about my priorities? What about my obligations? What about my, it's late. I got to work tomorrow. It's, it's, Y'all understand I got a lot going on, right? No, honor the people in your story. Even though the hour was late and it's now an inconvenience, when you find yourself in an inconvenient spot, you're probably going to find yourself in the kingdom. When you find yourself in an inconvenienced spot, you're probably going to find the kingdom. Why? Because the kingdom of God is inside out and upside down. Is this all making sense? Watch. Even though the hour was late, he washed their wounds. Then he and all of his family were baptized. He took Paul and Silas into his home and set them at his table and fed them. The jailer and all his family were filled with... Brother, you can't make this stuff up. I'd have slapped you, Dexter, singing that song. I should take my shoe like J-Hud and just throw it at you right now. What's the glory of God? Man fully alive. What's you fully alive? Full of joy. They found the glory. And what did not happen? They had a good church service, and he kept on being a jailer, and Lydia just kept on doing what she's doing. Can I read to you what happened to these people? If you got a passion translation, this is why you need to start reading something called the introduction. Most people don't read the introduction. And when you go on Bible Gateway and you go on the Bible app, They don't read to you introductions or commentaries. So what God wants to do is literally from God encounter, he wants to create citywide kingdom culture. So from God encounter, when that's why Paul goes to the church of Ephesus and the church of Galatia. Apostle Damon Compson has come to the church of Streetsboro. And we had encounters with an apostle present which should have led us into what? What should have led us into? Apostolic revival culture slash communities. Families living this citywide. So from this encounter, they didn't go, I got saved, I'm not going to hell anymore. They're like, no, I've encountered something so big, I needed to cultivate our whole city. I need, so we need to start going, and this is what we've done, fire tunnels, all that stuff in the altar, and we just go like regular life is not a part of, that no like that should make you go be light out there that what you felt in here was not like man that's a good church service and man their worship team is awesome and man he's a kid guy can prophesy and preach and man these people at the north gate can lay hands on you and it's like no that's not it it's you become the luminescent light of jesus christ everywhere there's darkness now everybody should be asking who are you What's going on? What happened to you, Jason McDowell? Curtis, what is going You're about to start working in Aurora. Who are you? What are you? Who are you when you go in somebody's house? Who are you when you show up on the job? Miss Boyette, what is going on with you in the school? What is going on with you in the factory? What is going on with you? What is going on with you? Why are, who is this man glowing on my roof? Why are you so happy? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? 
Who are you? Who are you? You're a son, you're a daughter, and you're to establish a family and a culture. Can I read this to you guys and we'll go home? It's only 8.30. We usually always go to 9 o'clock. Come on. Come on. The church of Philippians, or let me say the church of Streetsboro, correct? Watch. Watch kingdom culture. Because what did you learn in Acts? They had all things in common. They were steadfast in the apostles' doctrines and teachings. Many miraculous signs and wonders happened to the apostles. They took everything they had and sold it, laid it at the apostolic's feet. They were gathered together daily in prayer. They were constantly in prayer and worship and praise to one another. They were constantly breaking bread. They always prophesied and believed for citywide transformation. And we're like, that's awesome in the book of Acts. That's the beginning part. We don't see it again. Wrong. You're going to see it right here. You're going to see it right here, not with Peter this time, but with Paul who didn't even walk with Jesus. This is why this gives you permission. Watch this. What joy and glory came out of Paul's prison cell ministry? Watch this. What joy and glory came out of Paul's prison cell ministry? Most of us would be thinking of ourselves and how could we get out of jail? But Paul wanted to send to the Philippian church a revelation of joy. So why Paul's in jail, he's writing a letter to the church of Philippi that I'm in jail and it don't shake me. Hey, remember the first time we met? Where did we meet? In jail. Hey, guess where I'm at again? In jail. Why was Paul in jail? Because Paul was always challenging the religious system. With what? The truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now watch this. The church of Philippi began because of a supernatural dream that Paul experienced while he was ministering in Acts 16 verses 8 and 10. He had a vision in the night of a man from Macedonia who stood at the bedside pleading with him, come and give us the gospel of Jesus Christ. It was in Philippi that Paul was arrested for preaching the gospel. Some of the stuff you're going through is going to set a bunch of people free. Will you quit complaining? What you're going through is about to set a bunch of people free. What you're going through is about to save a family. What you're going through is about to save a city. It was in Philippi that Paul was arrested for preaching the gospel. Thrown into prison and beaten, he and his co-worker Silas began to sing songs of joy and praise to the Most High God. This caused a tremendous miracle as the prison doors flung wide open and they all escaped free. But not before leading the jailer, I love this, to Christ. Perhaps the jailer was even the very man that was calling out to Paul in his vision. Why? Because God's word won't go void. God... He had to meet the man that was crying out for an encounter. Your dream's going to get birthed. Just hold on. (sighs) Philippi is where Paul met a woman called Lydia, a businesswoman, who apparently led an import-export business from the city to the royal, royal family. The miracles of God birthed a church among the Philippians. 
And Paul longs to encourage them to never give up and keep rejoicing in all things and all the miracles that they've seen. Paul's words point us to heaven. He teaches us that our true life is not only in this world, but in the heavenlies calling for you. The heavenly realm is calling for you. And in our heavenly life that was given to us through Christ, the heavenly man, he left heaven to redeem us and reveal us to the heart of God, the heart of a servant. He gave us a new birth and a new life. What did Dexter sing tonight? You're new now. You're real now. Man, this is all prophetic to this tonight. There is a good and glorious work that Christ has begun in our hearts, and he promises to complete it once he is fully unveiled. Philippians teaches us how, to, how important it is to be joyful throughout our journey of becoming like Christ and becoming light images of Christ. The words joy and rejoicing occur 18 times in this book. So we are reading this heavenly letter of joy to be encouraged. Get me the stuff on 18, please. The 18 is, is if you got to leave, leave, because I got to teach this. I, I can't with the Mother's Day going on. Put up Philippians. Watch the culture here. 18 times joy is mentioned. 18 times joy is supposed to be our culture and our life. Philippians 2, Paul is talking to the jailer who's now an apostolic authority who's a redeemed son. Whatever happens, keep living your lives. This is an apostle talking to the church that he oversees. Whatever happens, keep living your lives based on the reality of the gospel of Christ. Then when I come to see you, Apostle Damon's coming here. When I come to see you or hear good reports of you, I know that you stand united in one spirit and one passion, celebrating together as conquerors in the faith of the gospel. And then you will never be shaken. Why will we never be shaken? Because we're in unity. Look at me. If you're being shook right now, it's because you're not in proximity with people in this house. You're in proximity with complainers. If you're being shook anywhere in your life right now, you're connected to people that can be shook. This your Bible. Stop. Hey, go serve Buddha. You can laugh. Quit having your heart hurt. This is the problem with the American church. It's big, it's entertaining, it's fun, it's fashionable, but it has no unity. And if you're going to flip a city, you're going to have to find this kind of unity and you're going to have to start celebrating with conquerors. Like we've said this before, if you're having a bad day, look at me, you're having a bad day, take Dakota and Nika out to dinner. You know what you're going to do? Laugh. I promise you, you eat, you eat a meal with Dakota Ray, you're going to laugh. Straight up. Straight up. If you've had three bad days, go buy that man a steak. Watch him eat and just laugh with him. Okay? Now watch. Inside of that unity, you will never be shaken or intimidated by the opposition that rises up against you. Your courage will prove to be a sure sign from God of their coming destruction. For God has graciously given you the privilege not only to believe in Christ, but also to suffer for him. For you have been called by him to endure the conflict 
In the same way, I have endured it. For you know that I'm not giving up. What did he just give you? Frame within a frame. He just gave them. Here we go. Here we go. For everybody that don't like, here's that cuss word. Authority and accountability. For you will know I'm not giving up. So you're not allowed to give up. He just gave you the word that we all hate, frame within a frame. Damon and Tammy give us a frame within a frame. Me and Tina give you a frame within a frame. So guess what you're going to do now? Endure when you're what? Unified with the body. Let's read on of what a kingdom culture looks like. Look how much encouragement you found in your relationship with Jesus. You are filled to overflowing with his comforting love. You have experienced a deepening friendship with the Holy Spirit and have felt his tender affection and mercy. So I'm asking you, my friends, that who's he talking about friends? There's two specific ones, Lydia and the jailer and their families but their families have multiplied, okay? Watch this. You have experienced a deepening friendship with the Holy Spirit and his tender affection and mercy. So I'm asking you, my friends, can you call everybody in this room friend? I'm asking you, my friends, that you be joined together in perfect unity. There's that word unity again. With one heart, one passion. So look what you can't do. Don't sit back and watch other people be passionate. Go get in. I don't care. Listen, how'd you learn how to do the electric slide? You didn't know what you were doing the first time. You were bumping into people. First time you did the Cupid shuffle, you were bumping into people. Okay? Bump into people up here. Get out of your seat. Get out of your comfort zone. Find your passion and go for it. There's nobody introverted in the kingdom. The only thing that makes you introverted is pain. You can be shy, but how do I know that shyness is different from introvertedness? Go find an intro. My apostle is actually one of the most introverted people on the planet, but he's not. Or he, he's one of the shyest people. I said that backwards. He's one of the most shyest people on the planet, but he doesn't give in to introvertedness. He makes himself get around people and love people and be passionate with people because he understands that he's shy and he understands it's illegal to be imploded because you're only like this because you're trying to protect yourself. Because you've been hurt. You've been wounded. You're afraid. Is this all making sense? All right, watch this. Doesn't mean you got to jump crazy like us. Just move around. Ed Heaver's the example. He just, his feet come off the ground about that high. His head bobs a little bit. Okay? Mama sits there and just waves her hands. She's in it. She's in the flow. She's in the river. Okay. Some people go in the deep ocean. Some people just sit in the shallow and just go, hey. Okay. But she's in it. Okay. If you've, sorry. So I'm asking you, my friends, be joined together in perfect unity with one heart, one passion, and united in one love. Walk together with one harmonious purpose that you fill my heart with unbound joy. Whose heart? Are they talking about here? Somebody say it. Who? Somebody said it. Who? So we should be so unified in here that Apostle Damon gets filled with joy. Our apostle should be filled with joy because he's connected to this house. Because of what? Our unity as family. Now, now watch. Because there's a bump in the road here. 
When I start talking about unity and joined and harmonious and doing life together, you can feel the kickback. And you have to ask yourself, why do you come to church here? Because this message is, we're an apostolic house. This message is never going to change. And this right now is not you submitting to me as a spiritual father, and I'm the spiritual father of this house, and I'm the apostolic authority. That's not what this is about. I'm asking you, why can't you give people a chance? Why is it so easy for you to hang out with lawless people who don't believe in any kind of Jesus? And then everybody in this room shows up here because they believe in Jesus. And you only go out with people that have the same interest in you, and that's not what this is. And this next season, I need you to actually quit hanging out with the people you're hanging out with all the time. Because your Lydia might be sitting on the other side of the room. Your Lydia might be over here. This is true, man. So what we've done in Western church is we're just happy you're here. I'm not, nope, nope, no. I'm happy you're here. I don't want anybody else here. Unless they want to do what? Get intertwined in family. Because I don't want you to come here and judge him. And I don't want you to come here and judge him. And I don't want you to come here and bring your nasty church hurt from your last church and judge him. And judge him. Or judge him. Or judge her. So what we do is we get so intertwined so there's no loose ends in the house. Look at me. Get so intertwined so there's no loose ends in the house. So when God does send somebody here hopeless and hurting, guess what? You don't have hopeless and hurting issues and you allow familiar spirits to connect. And you sit there and tell, I ain't got to be passionate in my praise and worship. And I ain't got to do all this. No, no, you, you got to show something. You, some, I don't care if you just close your eyes and get mystical and like float through the matrix. I don't, I don't give a flip. Not everybody's Jimmy Lovejoy. You know what I'm saying? You'd be Katie Lynn over there in the corner with the flag. Just She was just, you know what I'm saying? And then you got Stephanie who's like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got thunder flags over here. Just she about ready to fly away. Spirit, Spirit Airlines, I was worried for her to take off. You got, you got Ryland and Katie Lynn just like, Jesus loves me. And listen, not one's right and the other's wrong. She's her and she's her. But you, listen, I need you to be you and that's not you closed off and that's not you trying to be distracted and that's not you saying, why, why do I got to go to eat with somebody over there? Because Lydia might be over there. And I grew up in church split after split after split after hurt after hurt after hurt after hurt. You know what we've not done? Built a legacy of a family. And that's what we're doing here. We're building a legacy of the family. So when Jason and Lita go find the new shop, which me and Jason, and I need you to pray for this. God, make the men's hands of this building, the governing bodies of Intera Capita, move. Make them move on behalf of a father, on behalf of a husband. Who's believing. Make them move. Make them move God. Make them open this space up. Make them open this up. 
and God shut the mouth of the accusers of where they're at right now. There is no accusing voice in that Bible that is allowed to condemn a son and daughter. You do not have to move hastily because you're a dreamer. So when they open the new salon, we're going to jump in fast. Look at me, Northgate. We're going to jump in fast. We're going to jump in fast and get that thing put together. Why? Because there's a golden scissors right there. Apostle had a daydream of a pair of golden scissors. And we just had to wait. For six years for golden scissors to show up. Man, are y'all tracking with me? Don't, don't, please don't, please don't get bored on me. There's, it's not football season. If it was football season, I'd probably be a little bit faster because Sunday night football starts at 8. Be two-hour services then, or we'll bump up to 5 o'clock. Because the Browns play at 1, I ain't worried about the Raiders. You know what I'm saying? I ain't worried about the Steelers. I'm just worried about them Brownies. Dude, we got some hard feelings in this place. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to... I'm going to pull my apostolic belt off here a second and start lashing people. Y'all seen that video on TikTok of that preacher whipping people. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, some of you Steelers fans, I'm going to get you up here. Mighty God. If you haven't seen that video, there was a pastor that was whipping his people in the altar. They was like, ah, come on. You want to think they call us a call? I start whipping you people. They call us a call for sure. <laughs> Knowing right now, if I hit Brandon or John with a belt, I'd have to fist fight both of them. So... We'll just forget that. That's never going to happen in this church. So I can draw a line of stupid, and that's stupid. So. <laughs> Watch. We have to be okay with letting people in our bubble. So I'm asking you, my friends, that you should be joined together in perfect unity with one heart, one passion, united love, walk together with one harmonious purpose. What's that harmonious purpose? Joy. Joy. Joy is it. Be free from pride, filled from opinions, for they will only harm your cherished unity. Be free from pride, filled opinions, for they will only harm your cherished unity. Don't allow self-promotion to hide in your heart, but in authentic humility, put others first, view others as more important as yourselves. Abandon every display of selfishness. Possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of your own interests. And consider the example that Jesus himself, the anointed one, has set before us. Let his mindset become your motivation. So when you respond in emotions, stop for 24 to 48 hours before you respond. Don't respond emotionally. Okay? I'm just giving you some instruction here. He existed in the form of God, yet he gave no thought to seizing equality with God as his supreme prize. Instead, he emptied himself out of his outward glory by reducing himself in the form of a lowly servant. He became human, Jesus did. He humbled himself and became vulnerable. That word vulnerable is important. Choosing to be revealed as a man and was obedient. He was a perfect example, even into his death, a criminal's death by crucifixion. Because of that obedience, God exalted him and multiplied his greatness. 
He has now been given the greatest of names. The authority of the name of Jesus causes every knee to bow in reverence and every tongue confess that he is Lord in the King James Version. Everything and everyone one day will submit to his name in the heavenly realm and in the earthly realm. In the demonic realm and every tongue will proclaim in every language, Jesus Christ is Lord Yahweh, bringing glory and honor to God his Father. My beloved ones, just like you've always listened to everything I've taught you in the past, who is talking here? An apostle. I'm asking you now to continue to keep following my apostolic instructions as though I were right there with you. Now you must come, you must continue to make this new life fully manifest as you live in holy awe of God, which brings you trembling into his presence. God will continually revitalize you, implanting within you the passion to do what pleases him. A cheerful life without complaining or division among yourselves. Unity again. Unity again. For then you will be seen as innocent, faultless, and pure children of God, even though you live in the midst of a brutal, perverse culture. Amen. That's what we live in right now. For you will appear among them as shining lights in the universe. This is where I keep saying you got to let your light shine everywhere you go. Holding out the words of eternal life, I haven't labored among you for nothing, for your lives are the fruit of my ministry. Whose ministry? The North Gate is the fruit of Damon Thompson's ministry. Okay? And we will be my glorious boast at the unveiling of Christ. But I will rejoice even as if my life is poured out like liquid offering to God over your sacrificial surrendering lives of faith. And so no matter what happens to me, you should rejoice ecstatic celebration in ecstatic celebration with me, which is a triumphal entry. Okay. The example of Timothy, yet I'm trusting in you, in our Lord Jesus Christ, that I may send to you Bryn Waddell. Or I may send to you Mark Casto. Or I may send to you, guess who Timothy really is? Watch this. Jimmy Lovejoy. Timothy in this is me. I've been sent here by an apostle. So watch this. I may send you Timothy soon. So why? So I can be refreshed when I find out how awesome you're doing. Timothy is like no other. So don't make any of Damon's sons be the same. We're all different. Gosh, this is so good. He carries the same passion for your welfare as I carry in my own heart. That's why an apostle sends a son. Oh, this is so good. For it seems as though everyone else is busy seeking what is best for themselves instead of things that are most important to our Lord Jesus Christ. You already know about his excellent reputation since he has served alongside of me as a loyal son. That's strong. Because every man that comes here is a loyal son. This is so good. In the work of the ministry, after I see what transpires with me, 
He's the one I will send to you to bless you. And I'm trusting in my Lord to return to you in due time. But for now, I feel a stirring in my heart to send Mark Casto, Matt Brown, or this coming year, Matt Brown. I feel a stirring to send a Matt Brown or send a Bobby Limley or send Chris and Nikki Mathis back to you immediately. He's a friend to me and a wonderful brother and fellow soldier who has worked with me as we serve in the ministries of the gospel. And when you sent me, when you sent me as your young apostle to minister to me in my need, but now he is grieved to know that found out that he has also been sick, so he longs for this comfort from you. See how this family works? So all these years that Bryn, Bobby, Mark have come and ministered, there's going to be a point in time where they need us. And we need to be there. There's an important time when we need to take up an offering when Mark's about to build this new building. Y'all don't know about, but it's about to happen. And I'm not spilling the beans because it's about to be announced. When they go into their new building, we need to take up an offering and we need to send it. Why? Because when he came in that gym and the many times that he came into this house and prophesied that everything that we need for this whole region is already here in this building. Okay? Now, so jump on over to chapter 3. We're almost done because now it's going to be a couple verses. You all right? Breathe. Breathe. My beloved ones, chapter 3, verse 1. My beloved ones, don't ever limit your joy. There it is. Don't ever limit your joy. Don't ever limit your joy or fail to rejoice in the wonderful experience of knowing our Lord Jesus. I don't mind repeating what I've already written to you. Oh, Apostle D does that. I don't mind repeating what I've already written to you because it protects you. Y'all getting it? Y'all getting it? Y'all getting it? All right, let's jump down to verse 12. Watch this. I admit I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness of what I'm pursuing, but I still run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose for what Christ Jesus laid a hold of me to make me his very own. I don't demand on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. I run straight towards the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. And this heavenly prize is not death. This ain't death, y'all. This is Lucifer goes to the throne of God and he's never going to make heaven his home. You have access. Permission granted. So let all who are fully mature have this passion. And if everyone is not yet gripped by these desires, God will reveal it to them. That's why you don't go away. Because he's going to get you. Oh, God will reveal it to them. And let us all advance together to reach the victory prize. Following one path with one passion. My beloved friends, watch this. 
frame within a frame again. My beloved friends, imitate my walk with God and follow all those who walk according to this way of life. We have modeled before you. You get to be crazy like us. And if you're not crazy like us yet, you're going to be. <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> Watch this. Watch this. Verse 20. But we are a colony of heaven on earth. You're talking about people. There's people that's a colony of heaven on earth. Yep, they were called the Church of Philippi that started out in Macedonia that got wrecked by an apostle, by Jesus Christ, and they started doing life together. Now watch this. But we are a colony of heaven on earth as we cling tightly to our life giver. Who's our life giver? Jesus Christ, who will transform our humble bodies and transfigure us into the identical likeness of Jesus' glorified body. What's that mean? What did his glorified body do? I, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Yep, 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 yep. I'm going to say it. What did his glorified body do? Walked through walls. What do you mean? What do you mean we can't walk through walls? Well, that's what he, he was telling them to do in Philippians. So does it mean try to walk through walls? No, it means to try to make matter move. Oh, this reminds me. Last night, the 75-year-old prophet, he said that. He said the fire, he did. He said that, did you hear him? He said the fire that's in this room has the ability to move mountains and cast them into the sea. He didn't know what he was saying, but I knew what he was saying. Your body's made of 90% energy and 10% matter, and we're about to make matter move with the energy that is in us, which is the luminescence light of Jesus Christ. We're about to open the dimensions. We're about to go to the heavenly realms and get leaves from a tree that never withers. That is the leaves that heal the nations. Some of you are about to take a one tank trip. This ain't about gathering on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. This is about heaven on earth. This is about heaven on earth. And this is what he was trying to tell them. What our apostle has been trying to teach us. You are already righteous and you are already in the glorified body of Jesus now. Now. You just don't believe it yet. And that's what an apostle was trying to tell his people in the church of Philippi. You have the same glorified body as Jesus now. But you're going to have to be patient with quaking the earth, shaking the earth, and watching prison cells fling wide open. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Are you guys all right with his frame of the frame? My beloved friends, imitate me. I don't feel like, I, what should I be doing imitating Damon Thompson and Jimmy Lovejoy? Because it's family, remember? And when you haven't figured out that you can walk through a wall, just like little kids that figured out that they can't walk yet, can't talk yet, how do they learn that? By imitating their fathers. God already gave you the model. God already, listen, when you see a little kid put on a big pair of shoes, welcome to the apostolic. And because you've been beaten by bad authority, when you go to put on little sh big shoes, you're nervous. Am I going to fall? Am I going to stumble? Probably. 
But you know what dad should do? Laugh, pick you up. Tell you to keep going. Tell you to stop, take your sword away. Knock it off. Quit doing that. Stop that. It's nonsense. It's not who you are. It's not who you are. It's not who you are. I've told a lot of you that in this room. It's not who you are. 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 This is so good. Chapter four. We're landing the plane. We don't have to do an altar call. You know why? Because y'all got slammed in the Holy Ghost earlier. I'm not going to give you an altar call and be like, you should respond to this altar because you're not living in revival culture. No, you actually are. I'm proving what we're doing. I'm just proving it. I'm proving what we're already doing. But here's the cool part. Some of you are very invested in this, and some of you haven't found it yet, but he just told you in the scriptures, you'll get there. That's why you keep coming around. That's why you keep coming around. Something inside you keeps drawing you here. Or let's say it like this. Something inside you, even though you left, you keep watching. And you talk to everybody about this place. Because this is where you're supposed to be. Stop running from it. Because everybody in this room doesn't judge you. They love you. Those are all lies from the pits of hell. Everybody in this room loves you. Somebody just real quick was like, oh my God, they know that we're on. (laughs) Watch. I can start naming names. My God. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Some of you want this to be over with. Three quarters of the room is enjoying this. Philippians 4.4, last chapter. Be cheerful with joyful celebration. In every season of life, let your joy overflow and let gentleness be seen in every single relationship. For our Lord is ever near. He's close. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding, the peace that passes understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. Keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic, real, and honorable, and admirable, and beautiful, and respectful, and pure, and holy, and merciful, and kind. Fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him always. Put into practice the example of all that you have heard or seen from me. Frame within a frame again. Put into practice the example of all that you have heard from me or seen in my life. And the God of peace will be with you in all things. Watch this. Chapter 4, verses 12 and 13. And we're going to read from on there and we're done. I know what it means to lack. And I know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance. For I'm trained in the secret of overcoming all things whether in fullness or in hunger. And I have found that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer 
every difficulty. You know what scripture text it is? It's famous. You can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. You can do all. So all that dream we talked about earlier, you can do it. Look at me. Look at me. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You've been so gracious, provided for my essential needs during this season of difficulty. For I want you to know that the Philippian church, I want you to know that the North Gate, I know we're not the only one, is one of the churches that has supported me in the beginning when I went out to preach the gospel. You are one of the churches that sowed into me financially. You know what I'm thankful for? All of the arcs. Because Apostle and Tammy don't have to say you're the only one. See how much the church has grown through the years? And when I was in Thessalonica, you supported me for well over a year. I mention this not because I'm requesting a gift, but so that the fruit of your generosity may bring you an abundant reward. I know, or I now have all I need and more than enough. I'm abundantly satisfied for I've received the gift you sent me by Mark Casto, Bryn Waddell, or even me, Jimmy Lovejoy, and viewed it as a sweet sacrifice perfumed with fragrance from your faithfulness, which is so pleasing to God. I am convinced that my God will supply all your needs according to your riches and glory. I am convinced. What did we read last in Romans 8? I'm convinced. How am I convinced I'm in family when I've interwoven my life? I am convinced that my God will fully satisfy every need you have. For I have seen the abundant riches of glory revealed to me through Jesus Christ. And God our Father will receive all of the glory and the honor throughout eternity of eternities. Amen. Give my warm greetings to all the believers in Christ Jesus. All the brothers and sisters that are here with me send their loving greetings from Alabama. You're a part of a big family. And what you're living is proof from the church of Philippi. Isn't that awesome? So what's next? Families being saved. That's what's next. That's what's next. How do I know that? Cox family. Bollinger's. McDowell's. What we've been doing in this city didn't bring John in. It brought his whole family in. It didn't bring Jason in. It brought his whole family in. It didn't bring Sarah in. It brought Sarah and all of her daughters. It didn't bring Chip in. It brought Chip and his kids. The Philippian church is us. And so you know what we shouldn't do right now? Stop doing what we're doing. Let me say this to you one more time. You're right on time. And you're right where you're supposed to be. And even though, stand up, Mel, come on up here with me. 
Do you know what's happening to this mama that's about to birth her dream? She's having contractions right now. And pain makes her think, is this time? Is this it? And God's going, not yet. Not yet. Some of you are, are encountering pain, and you're going, is this transition? Is this change? He's going, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. You'll know when it's full labor. You'll, you'll, you'll know. You'll know when this dream is about to push, and you're going to have to push a little bit. You're going to have to get passionate a little bit. Every woman in here who's given birth to a dream, you've all dreamed of being mothers. And when that moment came that you know I'm, I'm seconds away from holding my baby. I'm seconds away of what I've waited for so long. Because she didn't dream about that baby when she got pregnant. She dreamed about that baby when she was 13. She, matter of fact, she dreamed about that baby when she was walking around imitating her mama carrying a baby doll. At three years old, this is my baby. This is, I can remember Sissy having a baby on her hip, dreaming of being a mama at two. Binky in her mouth, hips strutting around the house. Drink, Sissy dreaming. Got a binky in her mouth, binky in her pocket, binky in the baby's pocket. She was a binky thief. So even when you were having to be pacified, you were still dreaming. Even when you have to be pacified, you're still dreaming. But when you know you're in maturity, you know you're even closer. And there's still a journey to go through of carrying the seed. The last push, Northgate, is here. It's here. It's here. It's here. And it's inconvenience and it's uncomfortable but we're about to hold this deed in our hands. And we're about to hold this city in our hands. And we're about to hold the next generation in our hands. Man, what's really in this room? What's really in this room for this northern Ohio region? Because some of you don't live in streets, bro. You're just actually here to help the initiation. And you're actually right where you're supposed to be. In the south, in the north, in the east. I'm not going to lie, man, I, I, I got, listen, I got overzealous. I wanted everybody and their mother to move to Streetsboro. When he said go to the Homer Rockets, I was like, that's everybody. Let's all go. <laughs> you know why? Because I didn't have vision for 40 miles. I didn't have vision for 80 miles. You know what I have vision for? From Red Fox 303 to downtown Streetsboro, I had a vision for about five miles. That's all I had vision for. And I'd ride my bicycle five miles to the office, wouldn't I? I'd go up the hill because Apostle talked about the entranceway of the roads. And so I would pray and I'd ride my bike halfway up the first hill. <laughs> and I would get off and I'd walk my bike. And I would see people that I coached in sports beeping their horn. And I'm waving, but I wanted to be like... And then I would get on my bike at the top of the gravel pit and go down the hill. And I'd be like, oh, Jesus, I need the speed. I need the speed. And I'd be like, one of these times, I'm going to make it all the way up that hill, that police station. Nope. I'd have to get off that freaking bike. <laughs> and then there would go people I coach in sports. Hey, Coach Lovejoy. 
why do we need joy? Holy, that, that, this little laughter at the end wasn't my notes. But this is why we needed joy because 18 times is an establishment of maturity. Maturity is not standards. Maturity is not prayer, direction, upholding stuff. You know what maturity is in the kingdom? I'm learning this now because of Philippi. It's joy. If you want to find mature saints, it ain't how long you've been to church. It's actually, you actually, when you get saved and become a new creation, you're actually fully mature right there. It's somehow you regress from your maturity because you lose your hope. And when you lose your hope, you lose your joy. And then we try to figure out how to produce maturity and make you follow a bunch of rules. And guess how you get mature? Find your joy. Because joy will produce hope. It'll produce patience. It... <laughs> Y'all tracking with me? So 18 is significant in our culture. Why? Because it's a becoming of an age. It means things of choice are permissible, but you're still not ready to buy alcohol or because there's some things you're quite not ready for, but you're stepping into a realm that you can see that I'm almost ready. I'm almost ready. My joy starts telling me I'm, I'm right there. I'm nine months pregnant. I'm right there. My joy starts representing my actual 21. You actually get to skip past 19 and 20 and go straight to 21 when you find joy. Because this is a kingdom thing. This isn't about the laws of the land. Oh. So it's actually from 18 to 21. You got to get in my Hebrew stuff. So 18 times joy is the culture of the church of Philippi. Watch this. Oh, this is so good. Tassad is the power of transforming power. 18 is the number of transforming power. Transforming what kind of power? The power of righteousness. In the Hebraic alphabet, the 18th number is the letter Tassad, which is the trans joy is the transforming power of righteousness. You want to know how you know you come to this righteousness Apostle D's talking about? Let your joy flow. That's why he's preaching righteousness from the shepherd's tent because Destiny Casto is a joyful woman. Our journey on the path of righteousness unfolds daily. It is not momentarily with discoveries of mysteries and glory. As we remain seated, giving honor and praise to Yahweh, Tassad, the number 18, will show us all his signs and dimensions of the righteousness of Almighty Yahweh, says friends of Eber. First mentioned in Genesis 14, Abraham secures Lot and out of joy in the victory in 318, 318 men pay their tithes till Mechizedek. Why? Because of the joy of their victory. I know some of you ain't tracking with this, but your spirit man needs to hear it. Also found in Ezekiel 48, after the north gate is mentioned, the measurements out of the north gate shall measure all the way around, which is the 40-mile radius, and it shall be 18,000 cubits, and the name of the city of the north gate shall be called, The Lord is There. Also found in Luke 13, Jesus heals a lady 
of a crooked back, joy brings you into alignment. 18 years, her back was out of alignment. 18 years, she was out of alignment. 18 years, she was in pain. 18 years, it suffered for her to walk and wake up and do her daily routine. And all she needed was Jesus to bring her back into alignment. In our culture, 18 is the age to make mature decisions. Joy represents your maturity. Because what happens? Cold, what happened to you when you turned 18? What happened, buddy? Did you get excited? He's excited because I'm 18. What does 18 mean? I get to do whatever I want. No, it actually means you have the freedom to navigate down the road of permission. 18 doesn't mean you do whatever you want. Because you know what you can't do? Do whatever you want. You'll go to jail. It gives you permission to walk down the road of what is permissible now. It also means you can't access everything until you have to be 21. Just wait till I'm 18. Let's say it like this, Northgate. Just wait till you see me full of joy. That's what was sung tonight. Just wait till you see me full. Not happy. Not happy. Wait till you see me full of joy. Wait till you see me full of joy. Listen, I know this was lengthy tonight, but this needed to be taught. This is cultural stuff here. This is, listen, this is kingdom cultural stuff. Do you really need me to preach on depression and drugs and insecurity? Jesus died on the cross for that. Done. 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 Look, done. 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 I don't know if I ever preach a message on that kind of stuff ever again. You want to know why? Because when we set an atmosphere and he shows up, you just call the people dealing with it out, lay hands on them, we're done. Because the blood did it. Right. We're done. Right. We're done. We're done. We don't need to preach and then make them feel bad about this is what I struggle with. No, it's done. Right. So set an atmosphere, call them up, lay hands on them, prophesying, done. Everybody who got laid hands on tonight, done. Never again. Never again. You know what Paul would say to you? Stop. Stop. It's that simple? Yes, it is. Repentance, metanoia, change the way you think. Joy. Joy. Have fun. Have fun. Have fun. Smile. Everybody smile. See how it feels. Everybody smile. See how it feels. It's amazing. It's amazing. And if you ever see me walking my bike up the hill and you wave at me, I might flick you off. I'm just telling you right now. And if you see, if, hold on. If you see, if you see Lita driving to work on a moped and you beep her horn, she might flick you off. <laughs> just to let you know, Lita's about to get a moped because these gas prices. She's like, I'm just driving a moped right to work. So God, we just pray that you bless Lita with a hot pink moped with a Twisted Scissors logo on the gas tank and a we're not going to take it bumper sticker on the back. (laughs) So listen, man, in the name of Jesus, this place is amazing and so are you. Listen, go change the world with your joy. You are righteous, you are whole, you are forgiven, you are the sons and daughters of God. Go have fun in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, and remember this one thing, you got victory in Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message from the Northgate. If you would like to donate to this ministry, please go to www.thenorthgateoh.com and click on the link at the bottom of the homepage.